as the first hint of green begins to peek through the barren ground, as that little sprig grows into a healthy stem, as that stem grows into a stalk and forms a bud, as that bud slowly opens with each new day to form a yellow daffodil. Let us be like that first hint of green renewed by the warm of the sun's rays and ready to emerge with a new energy, ready to face the day. We light this chalice to bring a glimmer of that warmth into our space. Why? Then heaven 
have come into this sacred space of transformation and change. Quieter now with our readiness, hushed voices, hoping, trusting for the emergence of so many things. For connection, for communion, for inspiration, for information, for healing, for wholeness, for words, for music, for celebration and consolation. Here we have come into this space bringing all of who we are. Let us be willing, however we are changed. Come, let us worship together. Long ago, when the earth was very new, there was a certain lobster who determined that the creator had made a big mistake. So he set up an appointment to discuss the matter. With all due respect, said the lobster, I wish to complain about the way you designed my shell. You see, I get used to this one, outer casing, when I've got to shed it for another. Very inconvenient and rather a waste of time, if you ask me. To which the creator replied, I see, but do you realize that it's in giving up the one shell that allows you to grow in to the other? But I like myself the way that I am, the lobster said. Well, your mind's made up, the creator said. Indeed said the lobster firmly. Very well, smiled the creator. From now on, your shell will not change, and you may go about your business just as you are right now. Well, that's very kind of you, said the lobster, and he left. At first, the lobster was very content with wearing the same old shell. But as time passed, he found that his once light and comfortable shell was becoming quite heavy and tight. And after a while, in fact, the shell became so cumbersome that the lobster couldn't feel anything outside of himself. And as a result, he was constantly bumping into things and into others. And finally, it got to the point where he could barely move at all. So with great effort and struggle, he brought himself back to the creator. With all due respect, the lobster sighed, contrary to what you promised, my shell has not remained the same. It keeps shrinking. Not at all, smiled the creator. Your shell may have gotten a little thicker with age, but it has remained the same size. What's happened is that you have changed on the inside, beneath your shell. You see, everything changes continually. No one remains the same. And that is why, how I've designed things. So the wisest choice for you is to shed your old shell as you grow. I see, said the lobster, but you must admit, pretty uncomfortable sometimes. So as we consider 
how we change and grow. Our wisdom words this morning as we lead into a time of silence and meditation. What can we learn from spring's power? Spirit of spring and new life, spirit of decay and death, we turn to your wisdom and strength as we seek to live lives of meaning and love. The cycle of life is powerful. Everything that lives dies. Everything that dies has lived. There is no escaping this cycle. What then can we learn from its power? The leaves that we put away in the fall are now compost, fertilizing the soil as we prepare to till the garden for this year's plantings. That harbinger of spring, the crocus, brings such delight and lasts just a moment, then it's gone, making way for the abundance of green and color that spring brings. When one who is beloved dies, we cry, we mourn, we lament, and we carry them on in our hearts, seeking to live as they inspired us to live. As a child grows, we marvel at their unfolding into their own unique self. These lives we live hold so much beauty and so much pain. And we, like each of our ancestors across the millennia, seek to live them fully. We seek love. We seek to appreciate beauty. We seek solace and healing. We seek to hold fast to the core of goodness in this world and to amplify its abundance. We seek one another for no one can do this alone. Now, in the company of many, let us enter into a time of silence. May this silence be a time to honor that which your heart seeks. Would you now join me in the spirit of prayer or meditation as is your practice? I invite you now into a time of gratitude, reflection, renewal, and hope. What an unearned blessing to delight in the calming peace of this space. To hear the robin's song again at daybreak, to feel the warmth in this room, and to enjoy the promise of summer almost upon us. Each moment of wakefulness has so many gifts that offer energy and delight. Yet too often they seem unavailable as the weight of our troubles press down upon us. The threats to our well-being, real or exaggerated, feel like mosquitoes in the night looking for a place to land. Minds become captive to rising floodwaters, forceful, murky, threatening and ominous. Even in the moments of great danger, the direction of attention is a choice. Fear can dominate the mind, binding it like a straitjacket. Or love can unbind it, 
and open it to resource and opportunity. The soil of the mind can be watered with kindness. The thorns can be removed one by one to appreciate the buds ready to flower. Great possibilities await us even if all we can see is the cliff before us. The grandeur of life of which we are a part scatters rainbows in every direction, even as the deluge approaches. Holding reality and possibility together is the holy, hope-filled work of humanity if we choose it again and again in love. Amen and blessed be. Way down low, buried inside of us, waits our love, burning in spite of us, unwounded, no, softening the walls enough for warm hands to hold, anything that's troubling Spirit, oh holy mystery, I bow before the ready Lord. Hold me, guide me, make me a love warrior. You know my heart, need I say a word? Thy will. I'm walking through this world You know my pain And you have the power to heal Let me die and be born again As I'm lifted up As I'm lifted up Into the here in our orders of service, being many of us academics that we are, attribution is important. We chose these poems to read this morning 
And we will read the titles and the authors so that you know who they are. They all come from our Soul Matters packet that our church subscribes to each month. Last Night by Antonio Machado. Last night as I was sleeping, I dreamt a marvelous illusion that there was a spring breaking out in my heart. I said, along what secret aqueduct are you coming to me, O water, water of a new life that I have never drunk? Last night as I was sleeping, I dreamt a marvelous illusion that there was a beehive here in my heart. And the golden bees were making white combs and sweet honey from my old failures. Last night, as I was sleeping, I dreamt a marvelous illusion that there was a fiery sun here in my heart. It was fiery because it gave warmth as if from a hearth, and it was sun because it gave light and brought tears to my eyes. Last night, as I was sleeping, I dreamt a marvelous illusion that there was God here in my heart. Those Who Don't Feel This Love by Rumi. Those who don't feel this love pulling them like a river, those who don't drink dawn like a cup of spring water or take sunset like supper, those who don't want to change, let them sleep. This love is beyond the study of theology, that old trickery and hypocrisy. If you want to improve your mind that way, sleep on. I've given up on my brain, I've torn the cloth to shreds and thrown it away. If you're not completely naked, Wrap your beautiful robe of words around you and sleep. Die slowly, Pablo Neruda. He who becomes the slave of habit, who follows the same roots every day, who never change pace, who does not risk and change the color of his clothes, who does not speak and does not experience, dies slowly. He or she who does not turn things topsy-turvy, who is unhappy at work, who does not risk certainty for uncertainty, to thus follow a dream. Those who do not forego sound advice at least once in their lives, die slowly. Let us try and avoid death in small doses, reminding oneself that being alive requires an effort far greater than the simple fact of breathing. The Growing Edge, Howard Thurman. All around us, worlds are dying and new worlds are being born. All around us, life is dying and life is being born. The fruit ripens on the tree. The roots are silently at work in the darkness of the earth. Again, a time when there will be new leaves, fresh blossoms, green fruit. Such is the growing edge. 
It is the extra breath from the exhausted lung, the one more thing to try when all else has failed, the upward reach of life when weariness closes in upon all endeavors. This is the basis of hope in moments of despair. The incentive to carry on when times are out of joint and people have lost their reason, the source of confidence. When worlds crash and dreams whiten into ash, the birth of the child, life's most dramatic answer to death, this is the growing edge incarnate. Look well to the growing edge. The layers, Stanley Kunitz. I have walked through many lives, some of them my own, and I am not who I was, though some principle of being abides, from which I struggle not to stray. In my darkest night, when the moon was covered and I roamed through wreckage, a nimbus-clouded voice directed me, live in the layers, not on the litter. Though I lack the art to decipher it, no doubt the next chapter in my book of transformations is already written. I am not done with my changes. Call to say yes, Edwina Gately. We are called to say yes, that the kingdom might break through to renew and to transform our dark and groping world. We stutter and we stammer to the lone God who calls. We are called to say yes that honeysuckle may twine and twist its smelling leaves over the graves of nuclear arms. We are called to say yes, that black may sing with white and pledge peace and healing for the hatred of the past. We are called to say yes, so that rich and poor embrace and become equal in their poverty through the silent tears that fall. We are called to say yes, to this God who reaches out and asks us to share God's crazy dream of love. Did the song come up this morning by Victoria Safford? The dead shall rise again. Have you seen the trees? Have you seen the maple buds? The magnolias swelling? Poplars, the first lacy pale spray across the shoulder of the hills. The Forsythia, or as one child I know calls it, the three Scythia and the two Scythia. <laughs> and those three small, flowering, perfect crab apple trees in the park. Strong little trees begging children to climb them and get lost for a while in their magical pink canopies. Did you smell the rain this week and the muddy, ready earth to receive it? Did you smell the musty, lusty, moldy pile of leaves, all thawed now 
And underneath the moist and living earthworms, wide awake? Is it safe, I wonder, to presume that we, can, we have seen all the dead resurrected? Can we presume, just quietly among us, this basic fact? Can we admit, however carefully at first, however foolishly it may sound, that once or twice in our lives, or perhaps over and over and tumbling over, we have seen events miraculous? Choose the words you will, whatever words you need. If miracle cloys, try unexpected, surprising, unanticipated, lucky. That which has been given us, that second chance, that second wind, by the grace of God knows what. The dead shall rise again. We know because we've seen it. Did the sun come up this morning? No thanks to us and all for us. And did the earth awake again or did it not? We will testify to resurrection. Calling Nancy Schaefer. When you heard that voice and knew finally it called to you and what it was saying, where were you? Were you in the shower, wet and soapy? Or chopping cabbage late for dinner? Were you planting radish seeds or seeking one lost sock? Maybe wiping handprints off a window or coaxing words into a sentence or coming upon a hyacinth or one last no. Where were you when you heard that ancient voice and did yes get born right then and did you weep? Had it called you since before you even were and when you knew that, did your joy escape all holding? Where were you when you heard that calling voice and how in that moment did you mark it? How ever after are you changed? Tell us please all you can about that voice Teach us how to listen, how to hear. Teach us all you can of saying yes. Prophets of a Future Not Our Own by Cardinal Dearden. It helps now and then to step back and take a long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it is even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a tiny fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is a way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. We are prophets of a future, not our own.
Wendell Berry gives us, there is no going back. No, no, there is no going back. Less and less you are that possibility you were. More and more you have become those lives and deaths that have belonged to you. You have become a sort of grave containing much that was and is no more in time, beloved then, now, and always. And so you have become a sort of tree standing over the grave. Now, more than ever, you can be generous toward each day that comes, young, to disappear forever, and yet remain unaging in the mind. Every day, you have less reason not to give yourself away. Untitled by friend Henry Frederick Emil. Let mystery have its place in you. Do not be always turning up your whole soil with the plowshare of self-examination. But leave a little fallow corner in your heart ready for any seed the wind may bring. And reserve a nook of shadow for the passing bird. Keep a place in your heart for the unexpected guests, an altar for the unknown God. Then, if a bird sings among your branches, do not be too eager to tame it. If you are conscious of something new, thought or feeling, wakening in the depths of your being, do not be in a hurry to let in light upon it, to look at it. Let the springing germ have the protection of being forgotten. Hedge it round with quiet and do not break in upon its darkness. And finally, the healing time, Pasha Gertler. Finally, on my way to yes, I bump into all the places where I said no to my life. All the unintended wounds, the red and purple scars, those hieroglyphs of pain carved into my skin, my bones. Those coded messages that send me down the wrong street again and again where I find them the old wounds, the old misdirections, and I lift them one by one close to my heart, and I say, holy, holy. Our theme for this month is emergence. When you think of emergence, what images come to your mind? Is it the flower opening from the bud? Is it the baby chick newly hatched from its egg? Or is it the butterfly emerging from its cocoon, completely transformed into another form of life? 
I think this last image is probably the most common one that comes to mind when thinking of emergence. Many, many children's books use the image of the butterfly to teach children about change. The caterpillar's fears about his impending metamorphosis can help children overcome their own fears about growing up, moving to a new town, or any of the other myriad issues that children face. In these books, the butterfly emerges from his cocoon, ready to fly away, happy and carefree, into his new life. In reality, however, the butterfly has a different experience. When a butterfly emerges from her cocoon, she is weak and fragile. All of her energy has been spent on breaking out into the world. Her wings need time to dry. She needs to practice spreading them wide so that her muscles will be ready when she tries to fly. She must prepare herself for a new way of being. In his essay, Change as a Catalyst for Transformation, Father Richard Rohrs puts it this way. The word change normally refers to new beginnings, but transformation, the mystery we're examining, more often happens not when something new begins, but when something old falls apart. The pain of something old falling apart, chaos, invites the soul to listen at a deeper level. It invites and sometimes forces the soul to go to a new place because the old place is falling apart. Otherwise, most of us would never go to new places. The mystics use many words to describe this chaos. Darkness, emptiness, abandonment, trial, the list goes on. Whatever it is called, it does not feel good, and it does not feel like God. You will do anything to keep the old thing from falling apart. This is when you need patience, guidance, and the freedom to let go instead of tightening your controls and certitudes. Transformation usually includes a disconcerting reorientation. Change can either help people find a new meaning or it can cause people to close down and turn bitter. The difference is determined by the quality of your inner life, your spirituality. Change of itself just happens. But spiritual transformation must become an actual process of letting go, living in the confusing dark space for a while and allowing yourself to be spit up upon a new and unexpected shore. In the moments of insecurity and crisis, shoulds and oughts don't really help. They just increase the shame, guilt, pressure, and likelihood of backsliding. It's the deep yeses that carry you through. Focusing on something you absolutely believe in, that you are committed to, will help you wait it out. Love wins over guilt any day. We are headed into a new way of being together. Over the last 18 months or so, we have grown and changed in ways that very few of us could ever have imagined. And very soon, one way or another, we will have a new minister with us 
which will present, with us, present to us more ways to grow and change and learn and love together. We have already emerged from our cocoon. Our wings are drying, and soon we will be flying into the unknown. May the deep yeses of our commitment to this faith and to this church carry us through to whatever our future holds. May it be so, and amen. Blessed is the path on which you travel. Blessed is the body that carries you upon it. Blessed is your heart that has heard the call. Blessed is your mind that discerns the way. Blessed is the gift that you will receive by going. Truly blessed is the gift that you will become on the journey. May you go forth in peace. Amen.